Comrades and friends, hello. Uh, I want to make a quick uh, call out uh, to all of our new listeners and patrons. Um, thanks for your interest in the Highlands Bunker podcast. Uh, we very much appreciate it. I'm guessing based on the feedback we're getting and the people we're getting that feedback from, that our uh, particular brand of commentary is being received in the spirit for which it is intended. So, uh, you know, solidarity on that. Uh, Tell your friends, become a patron, uh, post it on Facebook, and so on and so forth. Uh, But this is our daily update, Trial Day 7 in Kathy v. Kathy. Um, It was a half day in court, 9 to noon. Bill, we were there again. How are you? Truly is the trial of the century of the half day. Uh, I'm great. G.E. Robert, just workshopping this. Um, And that's about the time that she intimidated me. Nobody likes you when you're auditor three. Who's my boss again? Yeah, who's my boss again? All right. <laughs> Actually, that's, I mean, it's just workshopping, but it's pretty good. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> eager to start week three, eager to catch the folks up on uh, a blistering half day on Friday. Yeah, it really was. It really was. So the first thing that happened is we finished uh, Kelsey Thomas's testimony. Uh, if you remember, she was uh, a woman who worked in the auditor's office just in like accounting. She was the one who um, triggered the, the fit that Kathy went into about the $60 and, and 90 cents, three months uh, Sirius XM charge. Um, she did say, which was fairly interesting to me, that she did confide in several people at the office that she was uncomfortable, um, that she was having issues and things like that. But she uh, she did not confide in Mr. Thomas Van Horn because she said she did not trust Mr. Van Horn. And what struck me is that that says more about the office that Kathy was running than it says about what people felt about each other. I think she fostered a, a an environment of like... Um, of paranoia, and so that's probably something that um, that came from higher up. That feeling, uh, and the only other thing she mentioned was that she did speak with the civil DAG, uh, Patty Davis, and the AG investigator Frank Robinson, uh, right around the time she left in July 2020. Um, but she left right before, and 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 are kind of saying a reason for uh, the big payment, uh, the big payment kerfuffle. Uh, with my campaign group at the end in August and September, uh, and then she stepped down. Do we have anything else on her, uh, Bill? Yeah, maybe just to close the circle here. Um, so to refresh folks' memories, uh, Kelsey Thomas is the person whose email Kathy was actively tracking in her Outlook. So uh, her former colleague, uh, Andrina Bird, showed Kelsey the, the sort of screenshot she'd taken of Kathy's inbox so that was one of the major red flags that that Kelsey Thomas uh, expressed. She also had some uh, concerns. Just sort of, there was a long email thread back and forth between her uh, and Kathy about the Kathy Sirius XM subscription. Uh, and then on redirect, uh, Mr. Denny was starting to pave the way down. Sort of, you know, Miss Thomas, you had some additional concerns, right? There was a lengthy sidebar. Mr. Wood put the, the, the kibosh on that tra- uh, trail of questioning. So I guess, you know, we missed out on maybe some, some extra details, but 
But, uh, you know, I mean, my takeaway from, from Kelsey is, you know, it was an emotional time there. This did not seem like it was an easy experience to testify in court uh, for her, but I'm, sh- I'm certain she's relieved it's over. Yeah, for sure. Um, next uh, witness, extremely interesting, uh, Shaquana Cousin. Uh, was also in the auditor's office doing accounting and financial work, uh, basically alongside of uh, Kelsey Thomas that summer. Um, so she was technically around uh, for both the Sirius XM incident uh, and the final payment of the My Campaign Group. Uh, she did get emails um, when they were trying to pay the My Campaign Group about you know splitting up funds through the summer. Um, but she also had a very interesting detail about the, the the cash being returned on the Sirius XMP card statement. So this is this sort of closes the 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 circle on on this one. Um, while Kelsey Thomas heard the story secondhand from Shaquana, Shaquana was there when when she did it. So Kelsey Thomas charges back two months of the Sirius XM in good faith because she thinks it's all going to get taken care of and she wants it to be done by the end of June, which is the end of the fiscal year. So Kathy has to pay the one month, which is like $20.50 or whatever it was. She comes in, as we said, she slams the money uh, on the desk and, and, and she says, what did she say? Is this what you wanted? What, how did she say it, Bill? What did she say? Yeah. Uh, this is what you wanted, right? <laughs> yeah. So it, what she said, so so um, Shaquana didn't didn't um, really emphasize that she slammed it down, but the way she she said, "This is what you wanted, right?" And I was like, "Oh boy, that was weird." So so Shaqu- the thing about Shaquana cousin is, it seems pretty clear after Kelsey Thomas left, and this and and this problem is happening to get this last bit of money paid and the invoice puts them over the limit the payment was the payment was under the limit so then they had to make an additional payment so all of this stuff is happening basically within a two-month period of time kelsey thomas is gone shaquana cousin actually doesn't have the proper authority to like finish these processes off and so she's sort of telling kathy these have to be done in a way to like document that she's saying we need to do this and I don't have the authority to do it. Um, but there's also s- other things uh, sort of going on. And we get an objection to some sort of line of questioning. Lengthy sidebar, they take a break for the morning. As they're taking a break for the morning and jury goes out and Shaquana Cousin goes out, I hear Mr. Wood, the defense attorney, say something like, well, if you go there, she's going to break her NDA or her confidentiality agreement on this settlement. Shaquana Cousin filed an EEOC employment uh, complaint against the office, uh, or Kathy, I guess. There's no information because it's sealed. Um, But there was a little bit of... uh, of back and forth there where uh, Denny was like, no, she won't. And Steve Wood said, it's not my problem. Uh, and so there was some, some acrimony there right before the, the, the mid-morning break. Um, it, it really brought everything sort of to a head pretty quickly in the morning. Uh, Bill, what were your reflections on that? Yeah. Um, so I think the gist of defense counsel's argument is that if you are, if you're going to let the jury in on the fact that there is either a, an ongoing or a resolved employment complaint situation between the auditor's office and Ms. Cousin, 
the jury's obviously going to infer that there was some sort of racial discrimination at place because Ms. Cousin uh, is a black woman. Um, so, so I understand where Steve Wood is coming from there, but um, yeah, to, to your point, the, this part of the morning really, really got off or it, it ended on a weird note because I guess the, the nature of the confidentiality agreement um, or the substance of it is unknown to the defense, according to them. Apparently the, the state has not shared all the details there. So Steve Wood was accusing Mr. Denny of basically lying about some things in court. Uh, Mr. Denny then criticized Mr. Wood for his ongoing soliloquies, I think was sort of the word, you know, but for whatever yeah. reason, JC, Judge Bill Carpenter kind of erupts. And uh, I'm going to give a shout out to WDEL here. Here are the full comments. So he got this. You think he got this right? I haven't read this. Let's see if he got it right. Uh, I mean, I wrote down a bit of it, too. So let's let's consider this. So let fair. me let me give you the lead up and then you sure. go into the Judge Carpenter bit. So uh, uh, Steve Wood is on some sort of soliloquy about this kind of evidence shouldn't be made. And we don't have the, the we don't have the. Uh, the paperwork for this settlement. And as he's doing this, he said, and Mr. Denny is, is, is uh, stipulating the facts that aren't even in evidence. And so in this rhetorical flourish, he says that, which is basically like saying Denny's a liar. So then Denny stands up and goes, well, I've had to listen to all this. And as soon as Denny stood up and, and like objected like that, Carpenter just shut it down and, uh, and sort of snaps for him. Uh, Bill, uh, would you like to, to read what he said? The inappropriate comments between counsel are stopping today. Please do not personalize what's going on here. It's happening on both sides. That stops today. I've been patient about this. I've been patient for two weeks. My patience is getting very, very thin. This case should have been done two days ago. Now we have a whole nother week. And when it stopped today, that's the end of the conversation. Yes, that's that. And he said it. I can assure you, uh, dear listeners, that he said this with um, more force than he said anything else in this entire trial. He actually at one point uh, pointed at uh, Mr. Wood and said, you know, when you were sitting over there in the prosecutor chair, you wouldn't, you know, put up with that kind of personal, you know, personal attack. And it ends today. Yeah. So it was a, it was a pretty exciting sort of outburst from the judge. Um, it, it was kind of, it was, as as Bill said, it was sort of, it was coming. Um, you know, Steve Wood has to do what he has to do. And that, uh, his role is going to try people's patience. So, I mean, we got what we thought we might get. Yeah, I consider it sort of a temporary, um, the temporary downfall of Razzle Dazzle. Uh, I can only imagine we will see it ramped up sort of gradually this coming week. But yeah, yeah. There's a there's a definitely an ebb and flow in Razzle Dazzle. I think I might have mentioned a few one day last week. I had him in the margins. I said Razzle Dazzle, win some, lose some. Um, you know, it's you have to do it, uh, but you know, it's it's not always effective. Sometimes you have to you have to take your lumps. Indeed. The next uh, witness uh, was a woman uh, again in finance. Uh, she now works for Jane Cole in the uh, accounting department. Um, she worked at the Office of Auditor of Accounts from February 17 to uh, the 8th of May, 2020. So again, right here in the summertime of 2020 time. 
Um, she did testify to something that we've sort of been alluding to, but she said it sort of outright. They asked her about this confidentiality and everybody saying, well, what's our motto? Confidentiality. And she said it was very strange um, because, you know, there's professional sort of client confidentiality when you're working with particular types of data uh, or personal information or financial information. Um, but this was, was clearly about office secrecy. And people have testified that they actually asked people and said, no, you don't even talk to each other about this stuff. Like it was, it was, it seemed pretty clear that this was f further than what's in a, what's in a handbook about keeping um, your work, your work product confidential. And she also did testify that Kelsey Thomas was, was on edge, um, extremely upset um, in the office uh, during that time um, because of all the goings on um, that were happening. Yeah, I think we can consider Ms. Elder, like Ms. Thomas, the first witness we spoke about today, as one of the, the whistleblowers. I think there still is a question, maybe Mr. Thomas Van Horn was the first whistleblower. Again, I think that that chronological, uh, that, that chronology is a little fuzzy right now. I'm sure it will become clear during the closing arguments scheduled for August, uh, 2024. Um, but I think that uh, Steve Wood for defense uh, is, is trying on cross for these sort of uh, purported whistleblowers is really hammering home all right, well, when you went to the DAG, when you went to the Deputy Attorney, Attorney General Patty Davis, when you went to Hall of Famer Frank Robinson, did you tell Ms. McGinnis that you did this? And he sort of says it indignantly, you know, like, oh, you didn't tell your boss about this. And I think that that's basically to toll the starting time for witness intimidation purposes. So in other words, Kathy, you know, if Kathy doesn't know that her employees are going to uh, the, the state about potential criminal or ethical charges, Kathy is still in the dark as so Kathy, in other words, can't be intimidating these, these witnesses yet. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't know how, how strong that argument is. Like, I wouldn't go to my boss in these situations, especially at the state with a state job. No way. No, I just don't. I feel like that that argument's pretty weak. I mean, we have we have uh, we have quite a bit of evidence that would either indicate or, or strongly suggest that she knew what was going on. Uh, from the, the first phone call between uh, Virginia Bateman and Frank Robinson that was immediately reported to Saylor and Kathy uh, from the fact that, that the types of emails uh, she was uh, trying to monitor and the ways that she was trying to monitor them, this idea of confidentiality, um, the sequence of events by which they, re they reiterated what the letter of the law social media policy was, um, and, and other things around that. So there's a lot of sort of um, uh, sort of pretty strong evidence that just because the people who were cooperating with the DAG didn't tell Kathy doesn't mean she didn't know or di or shouldn't have known or probably knew, which it seemed like when they made the argument earlier in the trial, that's going to be sufficient. So the, 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 that evidence seems pretty strong to me uh, in the in the state's favor. Yeah, definitely. And just, you know, Keep in mind that, uh, and, and Ms. Lisa Elder testified to this, that, you know, there's some paranoia going on among the uh, the rank and file. You know, Lisa said on cross-examination, no, of course I didn't tell Kathy. Uh, of course, you know, I asked the state to please contact me at my personal email address. We all had the feeling that our emails were being tracked. So <laughs> why, right. you know, why would we even bother? So, yeah. yeah. So last... Uh... Last 
witness of the day uh, was a woman, uh, a CPA, uh, Dawn Hall Young. I thought it was Hall Young, but her uh, the her first part of her last name is H A W hyphen. Y-O-U-N-G, so Dawn Hall Young. Uh, she is now at Del Dot, but she was a CPA uh, in the OAOA uh, from the Wagner administration to May of 21. Um, really what she testified to, she was one of the staff members who were pushing back on my campaign group and Kathy's idea of doing sort of these special reviews and reviews that might not be, you know, weren't, were maybe outside the purview, the statutory purview of the office. Uh, maybe it was taking resources away from, you know, actual audits they had to do by rule. Uh, but for all of these reasons, um, you know, people in the office were pushing back on, you know, a, a part-time consultant sort of driving the work uh, in on Kathy's behest, I guess you would say. Uh, and this is one of the uh, one of the folks who 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 pushed back on it and then finally uh, left in May of 21 uh, to go to uh, to Del Dot. Yeah, and I think that you know I'm hoping that when um, her direct resumes tomorrow, Monday uh, the 27th, um, she may get into something that you just touched on, Rob. And you know what was the relationship? What what was Christy Gross's job alongside Kathy and sort of driving the the thrust of investigations inside the auditor's office when they started getting a little more creative with these special reports uh, and not doing audits that were, um, you know, traditionally associated with the the auditor's office. Uh, would a would a uh, subcontractor like Ms. Gross, who's getting roughly forty five thousand five fifty thousand dollars? would she really care that much about sort of uh, the direction of these special investigations or what's, you know, what's going on here? I think there's still a mystery about that, about the, the Kathy Christie alignment uh, during some crucial moments in the trial. Yeah. I think it comes down to some of those, um, you know, unspoken sort of political uh, engagements, you know, what could this mean in the future? What kind of work do we do to sort of, you know, kind of make this a, politi- a political exercise um, by, by branding it in such a way that it makes you look like you're doing something that's never been done before. And as I said, I, I don't necessarily think that's a bad idea. In fact, I think it's a pretty good idea if you go about it in a way that's, you know, productive and professional and like that, um, rather than the way that it was gone about. So, yeah, I mean that was that's where we stand, uh, folks. I have a couple other things I want to touch on, uh, and then we can sort of wrap uh, for the day. Um, number one, we did figure out um, Mark Denny's superpower. I think it's recross. So if you know about, uh, if you have a feel for sort of criminal tr- proceedings and how they go and how they're litigated, the the, the when the state's on their case, they'll call their witness getting the information out of them they need, and then, of course, the defense will cross-examine them. And they'll go through, as we've said many times, a lot of razzle-dazzle, a lot of documents, documents sort of proving the same thing over and over again for effect, that type of thing. So you might have, say, a 20- or 30-minute, 40-minute cross-examination. Within that, there are two, three, four big arguments that are trying to sort of put the smokescreen out of doubt, of reasonable doubt. What Denny comes up and does is basically hits on all of those with one question. Boom, 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 boom. Takes him about one minute to do. 
and he sort of refutes in his way or, you know, attempts to make the argument to refute um, everything the defense did on cross in a very short period of time. I actually find it very effective. Uh, and I, th- I think we kind of talked about it on the way back from court Friday. I think that's actually where Denny shines. Yeah, that's he's like superb at that sort of I guess it's called trial practice. Like and I, I've noticed, too, that as the trial's gone on, he's uh, he's definitely picked his spots correctly on objections to the to the razzle dazzle. Uh, it said, you know, if you see a classic Denny wince, like when he stands up to either object or to go back for a redirect, you know, I, I'm not too confident. But if he if he if he foregoes the classic wince, then then he's golden. So uh, that that's a little tick I picked up on. Yeah, he definitely has a tell, uh, a little a little bit of a tell when he's walking back to the podium on redirect uh, with his notepad, and he sort of like has a, a pretty, you know. A, He's striding up there, ready to go. He's confident. That's good. But when he kind of like has that tick and sigh, like he's like, <clears throat> like yeah. then you know, like like almost like maybe you have a little, like you have an old war injury and you have a crink in your knee when you get up, sort of move. Then you know, like he doesn't have it. He doesn't have anything. Uh, but he's been very, very good with it lately. And um, so that's that's something that's that's a little subtlety for all of you, uh, all of you listeners who can't be there. Um, a note on. Schedule. As Bill said, we expect uh, we expect the jurors to uh, be given the case after jury instruction sometime in early 2024. Um, but they are behind. They're telling the jury they're behind a day. They're probably behind two or three days. Um, Wood has already said, based on the AG's case, he's going to call maybe two additional witnesses and make several motions. Um, they've, as we said before, they've cut down the closing arguments to 90 minutes, but then I do think, you know, the jury instruction is going to be rather lengthy as well. Um, and we haven't seen, um, Miss Sewell testify. We haven't seen Rachel King testify. Um, there was one, uh, new, new payment person that replaced Shaquana Cousin. We haven't seen her testify. Um, and... Mr. Wood seems very keen on bringing uh, Thomas Van Horn back from uh, back from the, the the old Commonwealth, the old Dominion. Uh, so he might be making the trek back up too. We we just we don't know. Um, but I think what I've been telling people is that I would not expect a verdict before the Fourth of July. We're going to go into this weekend near the end of the trial in some fashion. I don't see how it can go to the jury Friday. Uh, Bill, what's your thoughts? Yeah, agreed. I don't. That would be cruel and kind of unorthodox. I think to 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 go to the jury before a long weekend. Uh, Rob, you may have mentioned this, but Judge Carpenter did lay out a ninety minute time frame for each side's closing. Uh, and yeah, I agree with everything you said. I feel like it's. I think optimistically, all of the evidence will be on the record by Friday of this week, and we'll just see how it goes. Uh, yeah. I feel I feel for this jury. They're they're going to be going about two two and a half weeks longer than anticipated. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, over a holiday, longer than anticipated. Yeah, I, I definitely do feel uh, for the jury. So, comrades and friends, I, I have we've been bouncing around a couple ideas. So, I think we're going to close these this week with throwing out some ideas to you know our new listeners and patrons about how they can help us out do fun stuff with this. 
So uh, as you pr- heard uh, earlier this week, we, we sort of documented or we explained this phone call uh, between Thomas Van Horn, our man, um, the man, uh, and Frank Robinson, uh, baseball hall of famer in trying to Cooperstown. Now, of course, it was played in the courtroom. The audio was played in the courtroom. It's also transcripted for trial. We've been advised by some of our, uh, our, our journalism consultants that we're supposed to be able to get that information while the trial's going on, get exhibits. Now, we do know it's very difficult to get the transcripts because you have to pay by page to the, to the group that does the transcripts, which is very expensive. But there is a CD and a, and a file that has this call on it, and we feel like we should be able to get it. Um, what we want to do is sort of petition the court uh, by, the, by means where we're being directed, we know how to do it officially, to get this exhibit during the trial so that Bill and I can do a dramatic interpretive uh, uh, you know, reading of the call between Van Horn and Robinson. We haven't really decided who would be Van Horn and who would be Robinson. I think potentially Bill would be Robinson and I would be Van Horn. I don't know. Feel free to hit us up on the Patreon. Feel free to hit us up on Twitter. Feel free to hit us up on HighlandsBunker at gmail.com. Let us know who should be who. But also tell your friends, start to fund this sort of side project we're going to do to try to petition the court to get these documents um, so that we can, um, we can tell you what's in the public record uh, in, the way that, in the way that we do it. Um, so thanks, everyone, for, uh, for listening. Thanks for everyone who's uh, subscribed and, and sent us... Um, uh, your financial support uh, in, in, in patronages. Um, we're very appreciative of that. Uh, some of the patrons uh, at, are at levels where uh, other gifts apply and other uh, sort of nice little uh, you know, swag stuff you get. So we'll be in contact with some of those folks. Uh, we probably won't be in contact with them during the trial just because we're, we're getting worn down. Um, but we'll talk to you. We have a lot of stuff planned, a lot of fun stuff. And, um, you know, We'll be back down there tomorrow, uh, bright and early. Well, Bill, you're meeting at the, at the, a little later, but I'll be down there early, and, and Bill and I will, will be bringing you another uh, great edition of Kathy v. Kathy. Uh, Bill, any last words for this evening? No. GN, Robert, and uh, right is a plight. Because left is best. <laughs> <laughs>